Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Headed into the holiday, but there's still a lot of news happening around St. Louis to cover, so let's get into it in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Friday, December 22nd. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. This just in. A clerk for St. Louis Circuit Court faces charges for a hit-and-run crash at a quick trip that killed a man. 30-year-old Sierra Sherman is charged with leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death and tampering with physical evidence. She's been ordered held without bond. KSDK reports Sherman's car was captured on security footage at the QT at Gravoy in Nebraska. The victim, 38-year-old Mark Johnson, had his body thrown into view of the camera after getting hit. He died of massive head trauma. That video reportedly shows Sherman maneuvering around the victim's body and leaving without stopping. Her car was later found at a body shop with mail inside addressed to her. One of St. Louis City's police leaders is leaving. KMOX confirms Deputy Director of Public Safety Heather Taylor has submitted her resignation, effective with the start of the new year. Reaction from Alderwoman Shamine Clark Hubbard. I'm really heartbroken about that. I have a lot of respect for Heather. Um, for Heather Taylor, I worked with her in different capacities prior to this seat when I was committee woman, when I was in my community, just serving in the community and seeing her on the ground and seeing her advocacy um, for our community from a first responder's perspective. Taylor has previously said Police Chief Robert Tracy is now reporting directly to the mayor instead of the Public Safety Department, removing her voice in how the department is run. Taylor was previously president of the Ethical Society of Police, which represents black officers. Saying, quote, transparency and accountability are key to rebuilding community trust. St. Louis Police confirmed some aldermen and members of the mayor's LGBT advisory board have seen the arrest footage of the co-owner of the bar that officers crashed into. In a statement, a spokesperson for police says, quote, this step was taken in recognition of the unique circumstances of this incident and to provide transparency and clarity in the face of speculation. A crowd of homeless people gathered in front of City Hall today to give insight on the crisis as the weather gets colder. They say the lack of winter shelters have left them to freeze. Pastor Ray Redlick says change starts with throwing out policies like plat and petition. If you want to start a shelter, you have to get signatures from the neighbors. From the from the neighbors within a 500 foot radius, and that really becomes a non-starter then in most most neighborhoods because people are afraid. The crowd said they need propane tanks, warmers, sleeping bags, and other forms of emergency help as the number of homeless people continue to grow. Tiffany Jackson, KMOX News. The Francis Howell School Board voted Thursday night to strip a social justice standards teaching from the high school's Black History and Literature courses. We are a district in crisis. We have waning teacher numbers, we have low morale, we have dropping pay in comparison to other districts, overworked staff, buildings held together with duct tape and a prayer, but boards, our board, would rather spend their time making up problems and engaging in culture wars. There's an election coming up in April. Vote for candidates who will focus on students, staff, and success, not bathrooms, books, and black history. A Francis Howell board majority said the need to act on the motion was urgent as students may begin signing up for fall classes in January and there wouldn't be another board meeting before that. No director said publicly what was in the curriculum that prompted the change. Brad Choate, KMOX News. Local pediatricians are worried about a trend they've been seeing lately. More parents opting out of getting their kids their routine school vaccinations. Last school year, vaccination waivers among kindergartners hit an all-time high, 3%. And that has pediatricians like Dr. Timothy Warren at Mercy Hospital worried. Unfortunately, uh, as we see more and more folks opting out, we're going to see a lot of these illnesses that have 
largely disappeared from our reckoning returning. Um, When the number of vaccinated individuals in a community drops below about 95% for many of these illnesses, we start to see outbreaks. It's happened in many, you know, many, many states, many counties. Uh, We've been very fortunate here in the St. Louis area that we haven't seen a whole lot of it yet, but it's only a matter of time. Dr. Warren says childhood vaccinations have a long track record of safety and efficacy. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. After her two pets were found killed after a vacation in Mexico, Tommy Love is seeking justice today. In April, Love and her husband went on vacation and left their two pets, Gloria and Poodles, with his daughter. Alicia Mullering was later charged with two misdemeanor counts of animal neglect after Gloria was found stabbed and Poodles had broken ribs. Both of the pets died. The St. Charles Prosecuting Attorney's Office has since dropped a warrant against Mullering and now Love is in disbelief. You know, my dogs are all rescued. I host rescue events. I raise money for rescues, and then this happens to me. I'm like, wow, like, how could, you know, how could the gods allow this to happen to me? Love says she wants the warrant for arrest reinstated. The investigation reopened and for motoring to be charged with a felony. We've reached out to the St. Charles County Prosecuting Attorney's Office for comment. A St. Louis man bought a brick home in the Dutchtown neighborhood at a city tax sale in June. The sale was confirmed by a judge and he started putting money into rehabbing the property only to never get the deed and later find out as a result the previous owner had also sold the property to someone else. The Post-Dispatch found a lack of communication between the Sheriff's Department, Recorder of Deeds Office and Comptroller's Office was to blame as many as 80 properties sold this year could be affected. A few years ago, the news in St. Louis was dominated with stories about the Hyperloop. But the much-hyped Hyperloop bites the dust as the company is shutting down. According to Bloomberg, Hyperloop is selling its remaining assets and laying off most of its employees at its Los Angeles headquarters. St. Louis bid on being a test center for the Hyperloop track between here and Kansas City that could transport people and cargo up to 640 miles per hour. But we lost out to West Virginia. Now it seems it wasn't such a big loss after all. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The KMOX Business Desk, bragging rights, isn't going anywhere. The annual men's basketball game between the University of Missouri and Illinois has been renewed by host venue Enterprise Center through 2029. The Business Journal also reports McBride Homes is extending its naming rights deal through 2026. The matchup was previously sponsored by Anheuser-Busch. As the news continues on KMOX, Christmas events in Bethlehem are canceled this year because of the Israel-Hamas war. CBS's Chris Livesay speaks with Christians in Bethlehem about their desire for peace. Of all the places in the world, a little town of Bethlehem, the birthplace of Jesus, knows how to celebrate Christmas. But this year, Christmas is canceled. Gone are the Christmas tree, Santa Claus, and the carolers. Many of the shops are shuttered, with hardly a visitor in sight. Even the Church of the Nativity, the usually packed pews, sit empty. According to believers, this is the precise birthplace of Jesus Christ. And over here we have the manger. Normally this time of year, celebrations would abound. But because of the war, there's hardly anybody here. Since the October 7th massacre by Hamas and Israel's ensuing ground offensive, tourism throughout the Holy Land has come to a grinding halt. In solidarity with the people suffering in Gaza, the people of Bethlehem have more to mourn than to celebrate. At the Evangelical Lutheran Church, they fashioned a nativity scene out of what's now found everywhere in Gaza. Rubble, says Pastor Munter Isaac. We've seen so many images of children being pulled out of the rubble. And to us, this is a message that uh, Jesus identifies with our suffering. 
In the cradle of Christianity, Palestinian Christians make up the world's oldest community of believers. But they're shrinking in numbers. Here in the West Bank, only 2% of Palestinians are Christians today. In Gaza, it's less than 1%. The vast majority believed to be left homeless by the war. Mirna Elatrash, a Christian from Bethlehem, fears her community is facing extinction while the world looks away. Even some Christians, some, not all of them, they forgot about the Palestinian case. It's really forgotten by the Christians all over the world. Father Sandra Tomashevich serves at the Church of the Nativity. It's a big struggle, of course, because the Christians here are in the middle. You know, they always want peace. They don't want conflict. They don't want, want war. Uh, they just want uh, uh, everybody just to sit down, talk about peace. Let's pray together. Let's see what we can do for having this uh, peace together. After all, peace, he says, is the true message of Christmas. Chris Livesay, Bethlehem. Health officials push to get school children vaccinated as more U.S. parents are opting out of the shots for their kids. KMOX health editor Fred Bottomer talked with Mercy pediatrician Dr. Timothy Warren and asked him what he would tell parents about the need for those routine vaccinations. Well, that's a very difficult question. Um, I certainly would never accuse a parent of intentionally doing anything to harm their children. Unfortunately, that's essentially what this amounts to, not only their own children, but other children. Um, we have to understand that immunizations have an incredibly long track record of safety and efficacy. With every new immunization that was introduced throughout the 20th century, you can see a substantial drop in overall childhood mortality, overall mortality within, within society at large. Um, you know, those historical records are, are pretty much irrefutable. As far as safety, you know, study after study after study has confirmed that vaccines are probably the safest and most effective way at preventing illnesses, particularly some very dangerous illnesses. Unfortunately, um, partially as a result of the pandemic, partially as a result of sort of a uh, uh, and I'm not sure what to call it, an anti-science movement, a uh, anti-industrialization movement. Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of misinformation out there and we have more and more families who are, are being highly misinformed and are under the impression that vaccines are somehow dangerous. Um, I think it's a disaster. Um, unfortunately, uh, as we see more and more folks opting out, we're going to see a lot of these illnesses that have largely disappeared from our reckoning, re returning. Um, when the number of vaccinated individuals in a community drops below about 95% for many of these illnesses, we start to see outbreaks. It's happened in many, you know, many, many states, many counties. Uh, we've been very fortunate here in the St. Louis area that we haven't seen a whole lot of it yet, but it's only a matter of time. So your message to parents is what? My message to parents is get your kids vaccinated. It's safe. It's effective. It's the best thing you can do to protect them and to protect everybody else around you. You don't know if your child might be the one who ends up needing to have an organ transplant, needing to be on chemotherapy for cancer, developing some sort of an immune suppression. And you would really appreciate it if the herd around them was strong. I think it's the best, most selfless thing we can do for everyone. As I said, no evidence of harm. I've given out over the course of my 15, 16 years in practice, literally thousands of doses of vaccines. The worst I've ever seen a kid get from it was fever. Um, so I have no reason to think that these are dangerous. I also wouldn't give out anything I haven't received myself or that I haven't given to my own kids.
So stand by them 100%. When it comes to vaccines, I'll even put my money where my mouth is by volunteering to be a guinea pig for these studies. I've been a a recipient of three experimental immunizations um, over the course of my life and will continue to do so as long as they'll have me in the studies. Dr. Timothy Warren is a Mercy pediatrician. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing. You can do so. Just search for St. Louis All Local. Get the news automatically.